Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of Welcome back to the Iron Women Podcast. We are here today, have a really interesting topic that you guys basically screamed at us in season one that you, you said we had to talk about this. Y'all needed us to talk about this. And, um, and, and we, are we doing, love y'all. We so. are doing so today. Um, but before we jump into that, uh, we have our connection card question, which is super random. Hmm. If you could pick one superhero to come to your rescue, mm. would it be mm-hmm. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Superman, or Batman? Are you kidding Spider-Man me? Spider-Man hands no down. No way. Oh my goodness. No. Yes. Superman. No. Y'all, Superman That's is so funny because I'm Batman. We are all no. different. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, listen, while I am alive and being rescued by Superman and y'all are dead mm-hmm. somewhere because your superheroes weren't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That way. Mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, plutonium. Lasers out of plutonium. Um Kryptonium. Kryptonite. 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 (laughs) All I have to do is bring some kryptonite out in front of your man. Listen, (laughs) Spider-Man just needs to get hit by a bus. (laughs) Actually, he stops the bus. He stops buses. Oh my goodness. I'm serious. Spider-Man. And I prefer him to be the Toby Maguire. Mama has a thing for the The Toby Maguire Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man. Goodness. Spider-Man got weird in, in the Spideyverse one, like where there's like I didn't even watch a it. gazillion different Spider-Man. The multiverse. No. Yeah, the multiverse. multiverse. That did not deserve my attention. Yeah, I fell asleep in the theater yeah, watching well, that. I have young boys and they wanted to watch it. So I know. My son is them. not a young boy and he watched it. <laughs> I know. My <laughs> I husband know. is also husband. not a young boy and took me to the theater to watch it. <laughs> yeah, see, oh, you went theater to watch it. Okay. Uh, it was his turn to pick the movie <laughs> that we wanted to see. Yeah. And I had, a, I had, as of like right before my children went into high school I had my own Spidey collection of stuff that I passed down no, like she really had a thing for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man so you Spider-Man. really had a thing for Spider-Man I, I liked Spider-Man when I was young though too huh. yes because I was very much into the old Justice League and oh. now if it would have been a woman I'm very much a Wonder Woman person yeah 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 but okay and super twins power activate whatever but yes yeah, spider-man mm, he puts all y'all's men to shame oh no way well i'm more of a batman yeah gal. why batman <laughs> because i love christian bale oh my goodness <laughs> just like she liked toby mcguire if we are going okay well for, if you don't have a crush on one of these superhero characters which Listen, one would you want to come save I you i would want whether it's ben affleck robert pattinson or christian bale or was it michael keaton as well in the 80s yeah. and the 90s? Was it Ben Affleck? He Aff- wasn't a great one. Oh, though. you said Ben Affleck. Yeah. Listen, I don't care who it is. I prefer Christian Bale. But I, I, I'll take any of them. But it's yeah. just like, the, I love the color black. So, you know, he ducked in the black. It's just that dark, ominous, like... Have you ever seen the Lego movie? Misunderstood. Yeah, the, the Lego Batman with the Chris, Lego ba- can Chris Lego Pratt Batman? is the voice Chris of him. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Can Chris Pratt rescue I'm just going to be honest, though. The real Batman requires a sidekick. And anyone well, that requires a sidekick is not man enough for me. Okay, good for you. Um, Spider-Man. But Batman's rich. 
Um, oh, that is true. <laughs> he can buy me anything I want after he saves me. Superman is going to fly me to another universe and make me so that I don't have to um, breathe air to be able to breathe. And all of you will perish from the asteroid. Right. The Earth. I don't so, know. you know what? You can just call us Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Jane. Mary, Mary Jane, Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. And there's actually multiple girls for Batman. So, see, they're, they're really not yeah, fair. He also has women issues. He does have women issues. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. see, I'm, I'm... There's a biblical I'm, premise for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely choosing the most mentally stable one of them all. Also, <laughs> I shall, I'm going to throw that one out there, too. He's actually not even fully human. Exactly. It's like half something from space. Exactly. Kryptonite. <laughs> Oh my god. It's all it takes. Oh Weak. We don't have any of that here on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you heard it here first. We what a love good question though. That I we know. each had a different one, so that was pretty good. Sometimes we'll like go over these beforehand too, and this was not was, one no. of those times. So this was not scripted was, got, in any way. Yep. Yeah. You just got the raw reactions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So if y'all be out there, superheroes, come save us. You know who likes who. We're here waiting. I'm married to Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know if your daddy would like that. The connotation. <laughs> I know Matt would love out. being called Batman because okay. he also loves Batman. Yeah. Um, Mark loves Batman. Superman. Um, love Mark would love that I don't have a crush on him. <laughs> uh, righty. Well, let's get into our topic today. Episode three, you guys, we are discussing finding the balance of truth and love with the LGBTQ plus community. So at the beginning of this, we wanted to just lay some groundwork before we go into this conversation, just to make a couple of things really clear. And this is like our foundational uh, beliefs before we go into this discussion. Number one, we are all created in the image of God, and we should always speak with respect and love to every human being that God designed and created into existence. Number two, we as the Iron Women podcast are going to base our conversation on the literal interpretation of scripture, that a person cannot both claim to be an authentic believer while simultaneously choosing to pursue an active LGBTQ lifestyle that is defined as sin in the Bible. And the third, we do believe a person can be an authentic believer while still battling the sinful nature and fleshly propensity towards the LGBTQ lifestyle. So we just wanted to lay that groundwork. That's what we are coming with our foundation here um, before we go into this conversation. Um, And I know, Lauren, you wanted to just give a little blip here. Yep. So um, first of all, I love that so many of you are curious about this topic, um, that you want guidance on this topic, because it means that you're thinking about it. Um, what I hope is not the case and my fear on even touching this topic here is because a, a conversation face to face and like knowing the specifics of whatever situation it is that you're working with is going to be so much more beneficial than listening to three women on a podcast, talk about a topic, um, especially one that is this, um, that can be so divisive in nature, um, and so hurtful if if spoken about in the wrong context. Um, so that's, that's one of my fears. Um, another fear is that we as a people tend to try and take the easy way out of a lot of things and 
So um, because of the nature of culture and where we're at right now um, and this um, having so many more interactions with people who might struggle with this um, being in this lifestyle or, or whatnot, that y'all are just going to check a box and listen to a podcast and be like, okay, did that. Now I can just move on with my life. Um, instead of doing any amount of um, like real work in becoming curious about how to love um, this person or whoever is in your life who might struggle with this um, and love them well and be prayerful and go before the Lord and, and ask the Lord for guidance or even get into some of these resources that we list at the bottom. Um, it'll, it's just so much easier to sit here for 45 minutes to an hour and listen to a podcast on the subject uh, and not do any actual real work with the Lord in this, um, in the relationship that you're pursuing in your life. So yeah, I would rather have you sitting across from me and let's discuss this and talk about what your fears and reservations are and everything else. And I think every single one of us are on that same page. Like this is just so much better done conversationally. But since like every single one of you wrote in and wanted this discussed, we were like, okay, well, let's touch on it. And, um, but we're going to do this in a very specific way. So with that in mind, um, mama's going to take the reins here. She's done a lot of teaching, a lot of studying, a lot of research and digging into this over several, several years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're going to let her kind of go in to our first portion of this topic. Okay. So, um, as Erica started off, she gave three stances that we're taking, um, just as three girls doing a podcast. Yeah. And um, the first one was obvious. We're all creating the image of God. We're all image bearers. So for that reason alone, we treat people with love and dignity. Everyone. Everyone with love and dignity. Yes. Okay. So we have the next two. Um, and the one was the statement that a person cannot both claim to be an authentic believer while simultaneously choosing to pursue an active LGBTQ lifestyle, or the LGBTQ has grown into a lot of different mm -hmm. things as well. So... Um, okay. And then the next one was, we do believe a person can be an authentic believer while still battling the sinful nature and fleshly propensity toward that. This is based on first John, um, chapter one, first John is written to believers and first John tells us that when we do sin as believers, that we just confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. There's also a verse in 1 John that says, if we sin, we're not a believer, okay? And so what you have to understand about that passage of Scripture is there is a difference between an active, continual lifestyle choosing to sin and the I'm battling this, I'm fighting this, and I've... I've uh, fell off the wagon or I've, I've given into sin, but I'm confessing the sin. Okay. So first John speaks to both of those. And what it does is it says, if you are choosing to live in an active lifestyle, knowing this is not what God intended, then um, we are to assume you to be an unbeliever. So with that being the case, I go toward this with a perspective of um, when you have to deal with a situation, whether it's a family member, a work situation, maybe a situation even um, coming into your church environment, anywhere, first of all, does the person claim to be a believer or unbeliever? If the person is an unbeliever, it's actually a whole lot easier to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, as an unbeliever and me being a believer... I have one desire for that person, and that 
that desires for that person to hear why Christ has come. Yeah. And to um, save people from their sins. He did not come to make bad people good or good people mm-hmm. better. He came to save lost people. And so as I interact with this person, as I have relationship with this person, um, or I have to be around this person, it is always, listen, I will show the love of Christ. Yes. And I will even try to be in relationship with that person so I can get to know them and hear their story and where they're coming from and and why they're at this place in their life. And with the goal of, I need you to hear about Jesus. Yes. And um, I love how Rosaria Butterfield puts it. She said, um, strangers become friends and friends become family. And so that is the attitude I truly believe scripturally that we should take as believers towards unbelievers living in any sinful lifestyle. Now, can I ask a question? Because I know that there are um, some people who are going to be like, well, what if I want to protect my children from being exposed to things that are um, not biblical living, you know, like how, how do I witness to a person? Okay. So that if that person's an unbeliever, you tell your children that unbelievers do unbelieving things. Okay. Yeah. That's where, that's where I was going with it. I just, I know that someone listening is going to be like, well, I, I need to protect my kids. Yeah. And just first off, your kids are being exposed to this. Yeah. Um, they're being exposed to all various types of sin. And so it's, it's an opportunity for conversation. Okay, so if not, um, we're called to love them um, as a lost person. So if we have someone that is in our um, circle and they're claiming to be a Christian, but they're living in an active LGBTQ lifestyle, um, this, this is a little different because... We believe scripturally that you can't have both at the same time. Now, it could be that there is someone that has accepted Christ as their Savior. They're in an LGBTQ lifestyle, and um, that is not the first thing I go after. Um, when I and I have I've been in this situation. I have led LGBTQ people to the Lord. I've built relationships with them, and some have accepted Christ, and some have not accepted Christ. And so, for the scenario of where um, an LGBTQ person accepts Christ as their Savior, I do the same thing I do with everyone. I go into the discipleship process, but I do not pick and choose which area of their life that I decide where they need discipling. I go about it the same way that I do everyone else. And in some of that process, I'll allow them to bring up areas of their life that they feel like, you know, I need God to speak into. What does God say about this? So I say, be very careful in a discipleship process that you don't think you're the Holy Spirit in that process, and you have a problem with a particular sin they're living in because it is a very open sin, be careful that that's not where you go right away um, because you would not do that with any other person. So I disciple a lot of women that have anxiety issues. And I don't just go to anxiety immediately. I, I disciple women that have issues with stealing. But I do not go into stealing right away. I stick to the basics of scripture and I let the Holy Spirit do the work. So we've already talked about two areas, the unbeliever, 
Okay? That's a no-brainer. We love them, and we seek to minister to them. The one that claims to be a believer, but they're living in a lifestyle of sin, okay? We preface that by saying, if I lead them to the Lord, I don't just immediately attack the obvious sin. So let's go back to the one that claims to be a believer and they're in your life and you know, you're know you having to navigate around them. You believe that, no, you cannot be a believer and you cannot live in an open lifestyle, but they believe they can. You're now faced with the dilemma. Mm. How do I navigate? What, what do I do at family functions? Um, what do I do, like Lauren mentioned earlier, what do I do with my children in this? And this is where I'm just going to make a blank statement. And I know this is where you would probably love for all of us to take every possible scenario mm-hmm. and give you the exact thing to do. I, I remember in things like this, before I learned how to um, use scripture to help me make my decisions, um, I so desperately wanted a spiritual leader just to tell me exactly what tell to me do. Tell what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And the thing is, like, we just can't. Yeah. Um, because what you're doing then is you're saying, okay, I'm going to put my complete trust in that spiritual leader. Yeah. And there's just some some areas that are just, they're just a little, like, vague on how yeah. we deal with the situation. I also will say this. I have not had to deal with this on a personal level. I have not had someone in my personal family um, have to deal with this sin and this struggle and this desire toward this sin, and we had to learn how to navigate around it. But we have in my family um, have learned how to navigate around people living in open sin, like in the olden days when, you know, living with each other was something that we just did not want to know what to do with and and just other things. So addiction and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to put it in that category and we're going to say, we're going to give you some resources. And I know you're like, oh, don't make me have to go. Okay. So I spent at least two years reading everything I could on, on how the church responds to this and how we are called to treat people that are, some of you may not agree with me here, born with a propensity toward the LGBTQ scenario. And I believe they're born with that temptation to sin, just like I was born with a propensity towards sinful areas. And so were you. Mm -hmm. And so because we're born in sin, I do believe people can be born this way. So we've got the person, we're doing it. I spent two years looking into this. I even spoke, um, I had a four session um, um, like a seminar type thing I did at my church called the Pink Blueprint on how we're to treat them. And so this is where I can't tell you exactly what to do in your situation, but I do know there are biblical principles. And the very first biblical principle is this, the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second commandment is this, to love others as thyself. Mm. 
That right there answers a lot of questions. For the life of me, I don't understand why Christians place people that are in this sin struggle and put them to such a higher level of accountability, and they are so much worse, and they even make derogatory comments and and have such a hatred and anger toward people living in the LGBTQ lifestyle. That is sin. And if you are a believer and you have hatred toward these people, Mm. you make jokes about them, you um, make just comments that are not comments in love, you have a sin problem Mm. and you need to confess your sin. So here we go. Family member, what do we do? What I'm going to say is please check some resources, and Erica will give you some of those resources. You must learn what you believe from Scripture, not what Deanna says, not what your preacher said, not what your granddaddy said. Mm -hmm. You need to know what God says. And first of all, God says, love him and love others. If they're unbelievers, we minister to them. If they say they're a believer, we do as much as we can to develop relationships with them so that we can have conversations. If they're around your family and you have children, this is a wonderful opportunity because this is the world your children are being raised in. You must teach your children that because they are image bearers, because uncle so-and-so is an image bearer, we love him and we treat him with kindness and dignity. But if uncle so-and-so comes to the things and wants to bring his partner or she wants to bring her partner, that is where you're going to have to know where you stand with scripture and how you truly believe God is calling you to deal with your specific situation. Because I cannot tell you how to deal with that. I do know this. As a mother and father, I, as mother and my husband as a father, we are called to love our children. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to love them as unconditionally as humanly possible, which is really not unconditionally. But say one of my children came to us and said this, the first reaction would not to be to kick them out of our family. That would not be the first reaction. And I hope it would never be the reaction. They will have to then make a choice. We would share with them what we believe, that we love them. We still want to have relationship with them. But Jeff and I maybe would have certain parameters. I don't know. We're not in that situation. And we would hope that our children would love and respect us back in return to follow those parameters. So... I can't give you specific answers on this. If you have someone that's a believer and they're struggling with this sin and they're not acting on it, that is no different than me struggling with my sin, Mm -hmm. Erica, Lauren struggling with their sin. I do totally believe that a believer can live a productive Christian lifestyle all the while knowing they have a desire toward the same sex or to one of these other um, different lifestyles, and they just do not give in to the sin, just like I cannot give in to my sin. Mm. 
I am to fight and I am to battle that sin. Does that mean that Deanna Bartlett never gives into her anger or her jealousy or her covetousness or her gossip and slandering? No, I do. But that's where 1 John 1, 9 comes in and says, Deanna, if you confess your sin, he is faithful to forgive you. So I ask him to forgive me. And I go on living my life of sanctification. And I would probably, if I struggled with that lifestyle, I would be like, Lord, can you just change that? But if he doesn't, then I just choose to live a life of I'm going to serve the Lord, live for him, and I will not give in to this desires, which can sound very cruel, but all of us have desires that we want to do, and we have to say no to them. That is my general stance toward this matter. And um, I know there's one situation where it comes into what does the church do? Everything up until now has been the family and your work situation. The church is a little different. So if someone is part of the church, they want to unite with the church, um, we do have... um, uh, what we call policies um, within the church. I don't, not all churches, but I know mine personally. Of, okay, if you're living in an open lifestyle of sin, you will be church disciplined. And most churches don't do this. So when they get to these these touchy subjects, man, they don't know what to do. But my pastor and my elder board, um, they've already church disciplined someone, and that was because he was cheating on his wife. And it was very obvious, and he left her, and we tried to restore and do everything biblically, and so he was church disciplined. So if something like this comes up now, it's not that our church would be, oh, we're just picking on them, but we are just dealing with people living in a sin, an active lifestyle of sin, claiming to be a believer. For those listening who may not know what church discipline is, will you touch on that? Um, where we find that in scripture and the process of that. Did we talk about that one time? I think we did in the episode about in season one, um, integrating, was it the integrating or prioritizing? There was something about church. We did an episode primarily about church and we touched on church discipline. Okay, I'll mention, I'll mention. So in in 1 Corinthians, what Paul is called to do is Paul is called to um, speak to the people in Corinth. And the environment there in Corinth was a very um, um, sinful um, uh, area, just very sexually perverse and a lot of different things that fall under that category. And so Paul wrote the letter to the Corinthian church and said, listen, if this is happening, you need to do this. And so he gave a a variety of situations and some LGBTQ would come under that. And it says, okay, if the person, you know, is part of the church and, and they're choosing to go into this lifestyle, you are to put them out of the church, church discipline them. But it is for the purpose of restoration. Mm -hmm. And that's what most people forget in that. It's the purpose of restoration. And so we would then take that person and say, okay, um, because 
this is what we believe the Bible says, then we have to put you out of the church, and this would be anyone living in an open lifestyle of sin um, that has been proven and has been tried to be dealt with in a loving manner, brought to confession. And if they refuse to do that, we put them out of the church. And the scripture says that we're not to have any fellowship with them. That is so that they miss the body of Christ, so that they're drawn back into fellowship with them. So we're to put them out. Now, this is where some people then apply that to the family. Mm. I personally do not believe, because the context of 1 Corinthians is written to the church body, the church family. I don't see in there where it says to a mother and father to put that person out of the family, the biological family. And so that is going to be something that you have to study and you have to think for yourself. um, What do I believe about this? I'm telling you, we live in a time where you as a believer better know what you believe based on scripture, not the church you grew up in and not your family, because you're going to have to make some really big decisions, and you cannot make them based on comfort-based decisions. You're going to have to know what you believe. But remember, love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. And that should be our first go-to with anyone that we're building relationships with. So just to kind of summarize all of that, um, we remember you have to ask the question. The biggest question of the thing is, are they a believer or unbeliever? That is number one go-to question. Right. That That's you change how have you a approach. conversation about. Mm-hmm. And then based on that answer or how they lead their lives, um, then you pray through the rest of the things. If they are not a believer, we are called to love them as a lost person because a lost person is a lost person. And we move forward from there. And we towards, teach our children that's yes. how we do it. Yes. We, yeah. Our goal is to bring them to the Lord, right? Um, to salvation. Uh, because at the end of the day, the Lord is the one who imparts faith. Right. We can't convince someone into salvation, no matter how right. hard we tried, no matter if we yell at them, if we lovingly say it, it the Lord has to do the work of turning a dead spirit to life. Right. If they are a lost person, that's on God. That ain't on us. Right. Um, so that's if they're not a believer. If they do claim to be a believer, if this person is actively pursuing this lifestyle um, or grappling convicted by the sinful desires and have been confronted with the reality of the Bible. And then that's where you have to kind of decide, are they actively pursuing or are they grappling and convicted by this desire? As we all should be asking ourselves, whether it's me watching something I shouldn't, me being, you know, fearful, dealing with worry, control. Am I actively, I'm just going to die to this sin over and over. I'm never going to grapple with that. I'm refusing to confess it. It's, It's the same deal. Um, If they continue to actively pursue it amidst biblical counsel and rebuke, we can just assume then they are not a believer because a believer would probably heed to biblical counsel and rebuke in humility. Um, Or you pray for humility and again, God to impart the humility to open the eyes to the sin. That is something God can do. We cannot do it. It is a spiritual thing God does. We can't, our hands can't mess with spiritual things that need to be done. Mm. Um, And if they are struggling with their sin, as we all are, we disciple, we mentor, we love, 
and we pray for this person. You pray and you lead your family in praying. Um, so this will look different for every single family, for every work relationship, friendship, personal relationship. It will look different every single time. There's not a, a one size fits all formula on this kind of thing. Um, and we wanted to share um, some resources um, on that in just a second that we really implore you guys to check out. Cause like they both said, this is not a one podcast is going to answer all your questions. Um, you really have to do some research, some studying, some digging, um, to people who have, who have experience in this. I love the fact that they are Christian leaders and Christian teachers and, and even females like the Rosaria Butterfields, like Jackie Hill Perry, who have actually lived this yeah. as the person in this community and they can s firsthand experience like this is what people did with me that showed me the truth and love and this is how people didn't do the truth and love and yeah. that that's not what pulled me to the lord um so a great quote that we uh wanted to end with was from jackie hill perry and i love this quote so much i believe it's from uh her book and she's also said it in multiple interviews um she said, we have got to focus with this community on teaching the pursuit of holiness. If they claim to be a believer, to pursue holiness in the Lord and not pursue straightness. Yeah. She said, that is what she comes to every time. We, we churches want to preach straightness, straightness, straightness. That is how we know that you've been fixed, quote unquote, yeah. that you've been sanctified. Straightness, th that ain't it. We're not yeah. focused on the straightness, just yeah. as we're not focused on, you know, the alcohol getting rid of in your cabinets or right. your addiction or your anger or your fear and your worry and your anxiety. We're worried on pursuit of holiness, right. sanctification, what the Bible defines it as. Right. And then lastly, again, like mama already said, the two greatest commandments. If you have to fall back on anything, default to anything. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. The world will know us by our love. Without love, we are clanging symbols. First Corinthians 13. You can have a whole lot of truth, but without love, no one's going to want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to throw out a few resources. Um, Jackie Hill Perry, like I said, she has a great podcast that her and her husbands do. I think it's just called With the Perrys or something like that. Uh, but she also wrote best-selling book called Gay Girl, Good God. <laughs> a lot of Gs. Gay Girl, Good God. We'll have it listed in the show notes. Definitely um, look at that. And then Focus on the Family had an interesting say, article. Say Jackie Hill and her husband one more time, because you said husbands, and I definitely oh, don't want to. Jackie Hill and her husband. Jackie <laughs> Hill and her husband. Uh, yeah. Uh, Preston is his name. Um, but Focus on the Family had a very interesting article. We'll list. It's called 10 Things Everyone Should Know About a Christian View of Homosexuality. Um, so check that out. And then Mama, I know, defers people all the time to Harvest USA, if you wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you said that, like mama all the time defers people to Harvest USA. But guess what, Erica? When I go back and ask those people, did you check out those resources? Oh, well, no. And no, you need to educate yourself on this particular matter, because this is all over the place right now. HarvestUSA.org is a ministry located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, devoted to helping families navigate through this, um, helping churches navigate through this, helping us help 
other people struggling with this, help them navigate through this. And they are right now the premier ministry that I know of that is helping. And they have tons of free resources. It may be a ministry that I I personally support them financially because I know of their importance right now in uh, the culture we live in. There's a book written by Caleb Kaltenbach called Messy Grace. Now, I went through a stack of probably 30 books that I have on this topic. And I pulled out the ones that I felt like dealt with how the people actually dealt with relationship. There's a lot of, you know, good books on this out there, but these were specific. Messy Grace. It's a pastor who had, um, was raised with two gay parents. And um, yeah, read the book. You'll figure out all that. Um, Learning to love others without sacrificing his conviction. There's another one called Love Into Light by Peter Hubbard. And this one is about just how the church intersects with the gospel and intersects with homosexuality and how we go about navigating relationships. I will tell you this, anything by Rosaria Butterfield is just wonderful. The secret thoughts of an unlikely convert is is just an amazing book on how we as believers can really speak into the lives of people struggling with this. Anything by Sam Alberry. I love his um, books and his teaching and his preaching because he is choosing to live a single lifestyle as a pastor because the Lord has not removed um, the desires toward um, the same sex. And so anything by him is good. This one's really good, and it would even go to like youth. It's called Do Ask, Do Tell, Let's Talk by Brad Hamrick. And it's the why and how Christians should have gay friends, how we should be interacting with them and how to navigate conversation. Wesley Hill has one out called Spiritual Friendship. Can I have a friendship with a homosexual or someone in this um, LGBTQ realm. So there's a lot of really good re- good resources out there to help us navigate this. We're not just left to our loan um, ourselves to figure this out. And sometimes the best thing is not to just go to the person you know of that is navigating this because they may not have done their research and they may not be navigating it in the way God wants you to navigate your situation. So above all, let's... Let's love. Let's teach, treat each other with kindness. Let's not jump hard on this sin Mm. because we don't struggle with it. And it can really make us look so much better when we're like, hey, man, preach it, pastor, when he mentions homosexuality. But every week he teaches on being faithful to church and the scriptures, and we don't do that. So let's just be real about this. It is a situation that we're dealing with in our culture. It's here. Let's not ignore it because these people need the love of Christ just as much as you did and I did. And be left to ourselves. We, before Christ and without Christ, we, our fleshly nature, sinful nature, we're born with, born into we could be in any situation of anyone with this propensity and desires towards anything under the sun. And it's by, you know, the Lord's grace that he pulls us out of any sin and every sin, every single time. Um, so love, pray, and seek the Lord and seek the scripture. So thank you guys so much for listening. As we close out, we are going to do our fun cup question. 
Conquer. I feel like I'm emotionally stressed out after that one. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm. I enjoyed it. I closed well, my eyes the entire yeah, time. I noticed that. She had her eyes closed like the whole time. I um, actually was going to record. I was like, she's intense, man. She's yeah, like, she's she's mm. channeling the Holy Spirit right now. Like. <laughs> but that's a good segue being emotionally stressed because our question is, what is your go to midnight snack? Like, well, are you an emotional eater? In the, I'm not a in the late snacker hour? unless like I I like kind of feel something in the, like sick in my stomach or something. Mm. My go to snack period is Oreos. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for all the people that buy them for me. <laughs> but um, it does not help. My other health If you're a goals. giver, <laughs> if you have the spiritual gift of giving and you have given to Deanna, you have enabled her. Please stop giving but Deanna I love Oreos. You. Didn't someone just give you this Christmas one of those Oreo cups where it holds, it's a cup where you can put your milk into and it holds your Yes, it cookies. has a little thing on the side of it to hold the cookies and then it has little tongs. No You can way. dunk it. <gasps> yes. It's a whole system. Cookies. Yes. And it was my one of my adopted daughter's at church she will know who she is she's a listener and yes so um oh that's cool enabler Enabler. she's an enabler (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah and then right after that is hands down ice cream yes like i i can justify eating ice cream for dinner yeah yeah what she does not um advise is eating a whole pint of what oh. was that brand halo halo it made her so sick oh, oh my yeah, cause word it's sugar-free. anything sugar-free is gonna well i'm thinking why can't <laughs> i eat <laughs> the whole pint it's sugar-free and then she's she apparently <laughs> threw up all night oh yeah i did because it and has thing, something in it that you it's have that to like sweeten build thing. up to to like and as if i didn't learn to. I did, she it, did it again, again. No. because the first time she thought, oh, maybe it was food poisoning from a, yes. a Mexican restaurant yes. or somewhere where we oh, went. Yeah, yeah. That's but then so she did it again another night and she threw up all night again. And then she thought, oh, maybe, maybe it's the, the pint halo. of Halo. Oh <laughs> that is too freaking funny. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Lauren. Well, OK, so. I just have a thing for pretzels, like just regular mm. salty, crunchy pretzels. I, do love pretzels. I really like pretzels. Yeah. And so it's so funny. We were like trying to like clean out our cabinet. Mark's like, we need to buy snacks that like only the kids will eat. And he's like, let's just stick to pretzels. <laughs> like, eject, eject. Like, no, that is not what we need to stick to. So, yeah. So, I we do. We northern girls love pretzels. Yeah. I don't pretzels know. Pretzels like, is a very big northern thing. Okay. Huh. So, what's your preferred shape? Because mama has a preferred shape of pretzel. I like the, I, I do too. Yeah. Like, okay. So, the flat ones, the, um, yeah, these, what what's this? Yeah. It's right here. Um, yeah. Yeah, these Snack Factory, Snack Factory pretzel co- crisps. Yeah. yeah, they're very good. Yes, so the flat ones, but I do like just the like the regular the traditional pretzel shape. Yep, the okay. thin ones. I Rolls don't like gold. What's yes. the brand? Yep, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, brown and gold or blue and brown, blue and gold bag. Anyways, whatever. Um, I don't like thicker pretzels. I don't like the really thin stick pretzel. Well, I mean, see, Mama likes a stick. The thicker stick, don't you? Mm-hmm. I like those little, in fact, like they're the little honey wheat pretzels. See, I just want a regular old salted pretzel 
Yeah. And I'll just like eat five or six of them. And Mama likes like to like take the like, six and suck on them like a, a sucker. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. You're just like to throw the whole thing in your mouth. Uh-huh. Too and I just do and that too though. Yeah. Yes. That's how. And my second thing, which I'm really excited about because oh, it's kind no. of a new thing. Are you ready for yes, it? Yes, I know what, what I'm going to say. If you have not tried freeze-dried candy. <laughs> you should have seen what she did with her head on that. Like she was making the announcement of the year. <laughs> freeze-dried candy. It is like my new obsession. I can't have too many pieces of them because I am sensitive to sugar, but they are so much fun. And right now you can find them at Hamrick's and Anderson right now on Clemson Boulevard for $8 a bag. <laughs> they're kind of expensive. Like you can spend like a dollar on Skittles. And yeah, no, you're going to spend like eight to 15 bucks on like a bag of freeze dried Skittles. But these things are so much fun and they what's, have like such a fun texture. What's the texture? It's crunchy. Airy crunchy. Airy crunchy. Oh, okay. But like, what, what did like you liken Skittle? it to when we were, you were telling me um, this astronaut? Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, okay. Have you ever had um, like astronaut ice cream? Like a, no, like it's an ice cream sandwich. I think but I it's bought like freeze we dried. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like that. They, they, so okay. people, because technology is flat night flat lining. So many people have like freeze dryers at home. Oh, and yeah. so they I've will like seen this. throw random things in there and freeze dry them. I've They're seen like, let's try that. People on TikTok, girls yes. have like freeze dry businesses and they yes. sell candy and they send it all over the world. Yep. And they show them making it on TikTok. That's where I found it. <laughs> They're like 17 years old with the freeze dry candy business. Well, listen, I tried to go through beautiful people who, you know, were like wearing gloves while making these things, but <laughs> it's happening in basements. Yeah, no dehex sanitary Five precautions. Five-year-old kids are licking their fingers. <laughs> hey, throw them skittles in the freezer. Yeah. I know. Sell them to Lauren for 15 bucks. I'll do it. Going. I'll take them. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so currently I have sour skittles. I have red regular skittles and i have spree oh yeah spree oh i used to love spree yes used to be in the spree i bought the spree at the store on the way up to the cabin that's where i got those i didn't even know they made spree and i was like yes have to try that interesting one bag will last me like forever though and Mm. so yeah y'all difference between us that's the difference between her and her oil (laughs) well i can't so that's yeah that's the difference i will literally be physically sick and i just i can't be down for that long oh my god okay well mine um i actually was not for most of my life a snack i'm not a snacky person like some people like to just snack throughout the day rather than eating like oh i wish i was set you. big meals which spiritual gift is that can i have that one i just don't i'm not a snacker like the people at my work i have candy bowl literally in front of me all day long with like good candy and I, you don't touch it and they're like how do you not sit here and oh eat it all day goodness. and i just don't know i don't Mm-hmm. I just don't want it. You weren't raised that way. And so I'm just like a, a is, two meal a day type person. But lately I've gotten in. Is that in, what being raised by? <laughs> with good health seeing a mother throwing up and vomiting all night, losing sleep, uh, does tend to motivate you to not uh, snack. <laughs> um, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So lately I have built a bad habit though. I've noticed in the last probably two months, and I think it may have been the holiday season yeah. got me. Oh. Um, staying up later on on like holiday mm-hmm. got the day off. So I'm yeah. like staying up till 2 a.m. It oh. feels so good. So though. I'm like, oh, I want to snack while I watch Friends for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've recently gotten to where I want a little bowl of Cheez-Its because it gives me the cheesy and the crunch. Cheesy, crunchy. And salt yep. and savory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the Cheez-Its, I want a little 
dark chocolate kiss sweet yeah mm. savory sweet um or or um like a dark chocolate kit kat dark chocolate preferred definitely mm. um mm. so like it's like i want the the small bowl of savory cheesy mm-hmm. crunchy mm-hmm. salty and then a chaser of a sweet dark chocolate but to see then i have to chase the dark chocolate yeah. sweet <laughs> salty and then i have to chase that no. salty with the dark chocolate <laughs> and then i have to taste the dark chocolate with that and yeah it's 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 a struggle people you gotta know it's when to stop it's real <laughs> oh my goodness oh. story of my life well you guys if you want to invest in our snacking habits please send them to the addresses of i'm just kidding uh free no. shared candy is kind of expensive so please feel free to fund that habit yeah yeah <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We know today was a very hot topic mm-hmm. um, for the culture we're living in. Uh, please check out those resources. We cannot uh, implore you guys enough to do so. And um, we love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Hey, sisters. Thank you all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.